What's going on? I'm your host, Simon Lloyd, and this is episode 44, four, four of the Creation Grounds. Before I get into our next dope guest, I just want to encourage you to like, share, subscribe with your friends, with your family, anybody who you think will gather value from it, be motivated, inspired, educated, entertained. I might have said entertained already, but just share it. Smash that like button and let people know about it. Our next guest is Amana Rochelle, Atlanta-born Amana Rochelle. And in this episode, she talks about her latest booking with Issa Rae on Insecure. She worked with Kyla Pratt, a bunch of other people, her experience. She walks us through the experience of being on set, on that set specifically, and how she was treated, what she learned from that set, and how much fun she had. She talks about vision boards, how you can create your own vision board, because HBO, um, HBO was on her vision board. And it manifested itself in a way of insecure and how you can also do that. She talks about the challenges between setting those goals and putting them on her vision board and the challenges in between waiting, that waiting period, and what you could do to kind of temper that. And she talks about just um, her Instagram show where she also interviews creatives, which she's also converted into a YouTube show. Follow her, show her some love on both Instagram and YouTube. And enjoy this episode with Atlanta-born Amana Michelle. Welcome to another episode of Creation Grounds. I have the lovely, talented Imana Rochelle on with me. What's up, Imana? What's up? I'm so excited to be on. I'm excited to have you. What up? What up? Where were you born? Let's start with that. Uh, shawty, ATL folk, like, okay. what it is, what's up? I was like, what's good? Like, <laughs> we. <laughs> okay. ATL? You already yeah, kind of, what, what was the day like when you discovered that you were funny? I mean, I feel like my mom was always telling me, oh, you should do comedy. You're so funny. Like, this is even when I was, like, a little kid. I mean, I've always liked to entertain. I used to, like, watch the gymnastics meet and, like, try and repeat it in my house. Like, I would watch ice skating and, like, every time people would come over, I'd be like, look at me dance. And I guess, I think I was, like, I mean, I think I've always had, like, a bit of sarcasm. And so much that my grandmother used to call me Miss Anne. But <laughs> why Miss Anne? Um, I think like you know, my grandmother. She's she's ninety two. Thank God, I'm so blessed to have her um, in my life. But you know, like that was just like a, a term used for like bougie black people or people who just thought they was better than or people who just like was smart mouth. You know, just something to say. So I think she would. Uh, that's why she would call me Miss Anne. Like, okay, Miss Anne, because mm-hmm. I would just be like smart. I guess not smart enough to the point where like I needed a spanking. Like I wasn't crazy. But, um, yeah, she was just calling me missing. And I just feel like I was always cracking jokes. But I didn't know they were jokes. And my mom would just be like, you should do comedy. And I said, like, I'm funny talking to you guys because, like, this is in the moment. It's not planned out. Mm-hmm. But I can't do comedy. Like, you know, I was always intimidated by it. So I think it was something more or less that my family always told me. And I just really, like, fought it for a long time long time and then finally like when I, I left New York for a period of time I was back in Alabama and I was like well what the hell am I going to do or in Alabama because I'm not from Alabama right. and it's it's not like Georgia or Atlanta where you like have so you know film and TV or even theater I grew up doing theater so I was like god I have to do something and so it became stand up dope and you are currently doing stand-up i know you have a couple sets tell me about your first time up on on the stand-up stage because you kind of broke through that barrier of uh being hesitant against it and resistant to it and now you now you're doing it pretty often what was your first experience like um my 
first experience was at this um, well-known comedy club um, in Birmingham called Stardom. And I had recently moved to Alabama. And um, it was kind of, I think my mom, I had lifted up before I moved. And then I think, like, the topic just coming up, just kept coming up with conversations with my mom. And really, I didn't know what the, am I allowed to curse on here? Yeah, know. right. Speak your mind. No censorship. I didn't know. Well, now I'm like, oh, you should find a better word and show that you're intelligent. Um, <laughs> I didn't know, like, what it meant to, like, create a set. Uh-huh. So there's just, like, I think, and that, actually that set is still on YouTube. Um, it's like a, not the whole set, but it's like a snippet of the set. It's probably like maybe 20, 30 seconds, something like that. And I just, I don't know. I just, I just talked. I just talked and said some shit I was thinking. And I may have like jotted down stuff, but I didn't understand like joke structure. Right. And it went really well. Like people laughed. They were like, oh my God, you're so funny. I didn't know what the hell I did. Um, and so then the challenge became like, oh, how do I recreate that? Not necessarily recreate that moment, but how do I take the crazy thoughts that I have and put it into structure? But that first night was, I mean, that first night probably was, you know, it was serendipitous in the fact that like everybody laughed, like it wasn't awkward. Back then I, I still drank. So I think I did have a little bit of liquid courage in me, (laughs) um, just like to relax. Um, but, um. Yeah, I was like, "Oh wow, they thought that was funny." That's, that's dope. And I, I know yeah. you have some uh, some just acting chops too. I think that stand up is probably the the hardest of any craft. But I know you went to NYU. Yeah. You have some real real um, chops under under your yeah. under your belt. So, do you want to do drama as well? Or are you more more geared towards comedy. You know, I think that comedy is um, like it's that part of me. Like I'm always trying to squish it down. And so, but actually, when initially when I started acting, like I've always been drawn to drama, um, and so comedy has become the thing that, like, as an adult, I've forced myself to embrace. Because I'll be like, oh my god, I can't do comedy. I'm not funny. Even like, um, I mean, guess I can see Neil Simon wasn't right for us. No way. Mm-hmm. But I would, <laughs> I would see like or read Neil Simon or something. Be like, oh, well, I don't really get this. Or how do I do this? Or what's comedic timing and all of that. Um, I think, you know, that language has changed the more, like, you know, we've taken control of our own narratives. But um, I guess, like, drama has just always been what I've wanted to do because it was my escape from, like, my own reality, like, whatever I was dealing with day to day. And now it's like, oh, but people have seen you be funny, so they want to see you be funny. I'm like, (laughs) can I just make you cry? (laughs) That's so much easier. Well, they say that if you're if you're really good at, you can't really be a great comedian unless you could do drama. You got to know both sides. So, in some ways, to make people laugh, you also already inherently have the ability to make them cry as well. So, I think you got yeah, that unlocked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your most recent um, great booking that you had was on Insecure with Issa Rae, and I know that was something that you had to not tell people for a while. Did you specifically manifest Insecure, or was it just open for any booking? Like you said, I want to just book something big, or were you specifically targeting that show? I wasn't targeting Insecure specifically. Um, I I would say my last year of grad school, I start. I was I did grad school in West Virginia, and I was really like, man, I got to get the hell up out of here. Like, what the hell am I do? And I've always like just a part of like my religious practice. I would say like growing up, like I grew up in a non-denominational non-denominational church 
where, you know, the conversation was always about not necessarily manifesting, but about like energy and like you are what you speak. And so that was something that has been that's been ingrained in me since I was a kid. And I could have, I can remember like at the beginning of New Year's, like having New Year's resolutions as a kid or even like as a, as a young adult, because I am so young, like, <laughs> I am so young, <laughs> like, don't get it was bad. Um, but I just actively started to put images on boards like around 2018 or that I can remember. I may have done it before, or, you know, started cutting out stuff, but I think I really just kind of started to make it more of a practice in 18 and um i didn't have insecure on there i did have hbo on there Mm -hmm. and um i had some other things on there and when i look back at that vision board like i look at how much i accomplished and i've also realized because we put these timelines on thing on things right but technically in the universe time does not exist it's 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 not a real thing like time is Mm man-made Mm-hmm. So when I look back at those vision boards and, and like I may not have accomplished all of those things like by December 31st, 2018. But then I was like, oh, when I was insecure, I was like, oh, technically I did have HBO on there. And it wasn't like, oh, I want a specific show on HBO. It was just I want to be on the network. Right. And then when I look at other things, I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, OK. So that oh, so that's what that is. Even, like, my vision board this year, I had picked out all of my pictures, like, at the beginning of the year, and then life just happened. I mean, you know, we all out here fighting, trying to say a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't put them on the actual board, even though I had prayed over them and, like, gave it to God, and um, I had the images. I didn't actively put them on my board until October, and then I was, as I was putting them on my board, it was something I was like, girl, it's October, boo. Are you really going to put this on here? And I was like, No. This is what I prayed over. This is what I asked the Lord for. It is going on here. I don't care what time of the year it is. Right. And then it was like, even some things I put in there, I was like, wait, what, Imana? It's too much too much left in the year. Like, how is this going to happen? But then when I started to, like, things started to materialize, I started to realize why it may not have been, like, directly how I envisioned it. Like, those are things that I still accomplished during the year. Or things that I have touched during the year. So, you know, I think that, and I struggle with this too, like it's important to ask the universe, ask God, you know, whoever it is that you pray to, because I'm not one of those people like, you better be praying to Jesus or you're going to hell. I mean, I have definitely lost friends over those conversations. So, you know, and not because because I wasn't uh, welcoming of different people's different views it was because i said stuff that like wasn't like radical christian they was like oh you ain't a real christian you going to hell and i was like uh, okay maybe we don't need to be friends but <laughs> you're more open-minded I, yeah yeah i'm definitely way more open-minded um but um and and i also like there's like i just look at even like the way life is created like there's no first of all man fucks up everything Mm -hmm. so there's no way that there is no god that is in control of that like even just like the way the human body works man would fuck it up Mm -hmm. so um anyway so let me get back on this tangent i do believe that you know it might not come exactly as you envisioned envisioned it or in the time frame that you feel 
Lord, I'm preaching to myself today because it is November and there's some stuff on this board that I'm like, Lord, did you forget? Jesus, <laughs> on there. Father, it's, you know, we got about 30 days, uh, 60 days, a little less than 60 days, you know. Mm-hmm. Just want you to know that it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I do believe that really putting those things into the universe, they will manifest. Um, you know, Thanks. I heard Lena Wood say, she said, and I'm, you know, this is not me quoting her, but I heard her say, I believe that, you know, her dream, my dreams were so, my dreams were big enough that God was able to like fill it, fill it in. Like she didn't like specify, I want it to look like this, 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 but she kind of, she, in whatever way she prayed or I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but she allowed there to be room for God to fill in the blanks. In the and that's details. hard to do. Yeah, no. it's so hard to do. That's dope. I, I I think by this time a lot of people understand what a vision board is, but on the chance that somebody listening doesn't know how to create a vision board or doesn't know what that is um, for their lives or their career, where would you say to start? Do you just buy a bunch of magazines? What was your process for that? Um. Well, before I even like look, I divide like into categories. I do family. I do health. I do my career. I do my finances. And so I, and then I jot down like, you know, what I want. I want to, I want to net $200,000 this year in cash career. I want to, I always put this on my board and probably also because my grandmother's in her nineties. And I've also like lived a life where I've had to lose people. I always put my family on there. Like these motherfuckers, we finna get through this year together. Mm-hmm. We got to start this together and we go end this together right. <laughs> I like always put um, whether whether it's that I don't like this last year I don't think I put their pictures on there uh-huh. but every previous year like it was a picture I mean my husband on there was me my mama my sister my grandmother on there like just so you know God these motherfuckers so <laughs> and but I think this year I think I wrote like our names in a book um like that I prayed over so so I always like divide it that way. And then I'll write down like what I want to accomplish. Um, and then I go and um, like, and I'm, I'm honestly got to the point because I don't, maybe as an artist, I shouldn't say this. I don't have a lot of magazine subscriptions. <laughs> you say you're trying to make that 200K. That's that's why. That's an expense. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't have a lot. So. I will go and like, I mean, Google, technically, you can just Google images, like, Google, Google those things, and then I put them on in a Word document, and then I print them out in color, Mm -hmm. and cut them out, and something I added this year is like, praying over them before they're cut out, and I try to like, uh, bring it into the ritual of praying over them during the new moon, Um, things like that. Dope. So you you got you manifest you had this big dream God kind of filled in the details you wanted to be on HBO God filled in the details of Insecure from the moment of you setting that goal or that intention of wanting that what was the most challenging um, from the goal setting to when you finally achieved it what was the most challenging in between Um I think I had if my manager ever hears this he'll be like mm-hmm. we had a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> Um, because I was like, you know, you audition for tons of things. So I was doing a lot of auditioning and, and he, and I am a person, I'm working on this. This is one of my blogs. 
But I'm a person who, like, I don't like to be told what to do mm-hmm. at all. Like, if you basically, if you tell me to do something, I'm going to do the opposite. That's just, I don't know. I probably get it from my daddy. Um, <laughs> and I'm not saying that's a great trait. <laughs> but we had a come to Jesus moment. And he basically was, like, saying that my self-tapes were stilted. And they were, like, they were what? Stupid? They were stilted. stilted. Oh, stilted. Like, I was about they were to... very, like. They were like a, a mechanical version of people and not a human being. Oh, I feel that. Okay. Um, and I'm like, you know, I'm offended. I'm upset. I'm da, 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 da. And I do a lot of funny videos on Instagram. And he's like, where is that girl on those videos? Where is she? I see those videos, but you're not bringing her to yourself. And I'm like... I don't. I don't think I like popped off back. I'm just like I probably come out my mind. Can you believe he called me? And and essentially that comes down to just take the note, nigga. Like, look, just take the note, nigga. <laughs> but, you know, you know, it's sometimes very hard to take the note. <laughs> so. So that that was in the place I was in. Like I was auditioning a lot. I wasn't getting I wasn't getting the veil checks. I wasn't getting I wasn't getting responses. I wasn't getting anything. Um, and I did feel like I felt like something was off. I can identify what was necessarily off. Um, and then like insecure came. Actually, I had a friend's wedding to go to that weekend in Ohio that I was driving to, and that came like last minute. And I had the, it was that and it was another audition. Like they kind of came back to back and I kind of had to make the decision like, do I do this audition or do I go to my friend's wedding? And I felt terrible when I clearly, I chose the audition. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when I finished the audition with, because uh, I, I always work with a friend or work with a coach. Like I, I'm. I still like that third eye is helpful for me in my process. Mm-hmm. I remember I was leaving my friend's apartment at that time. And I was just like, man, fuck it. If they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. Fuck it. I did it. I did me. Fuck it. And I was also, I think I told you this. I can't remember. But, like, they didn't give you the whole script just because so many people, um, you know, to have so many spoilers alert. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Yep. So you didn't get the whole script. And, like, the scene I was in literally cut off. And, like, I was like, well, what the hell? Did they miss a page? Or, like, uh, what's going on? Like, so I had to really fill in the blank. So I just made up some shit. And I was like, I mean, like, I really, like, that whole actor detective work, I started to just, I just created a world. And I was like, okay, so why is this character doing this? Okay, so maybe it's this. Okay, so, all right, well, the shit they ain't telling me. So I uh, guess what? I guess this is the hell what she's going to do. And when I later talked to Issa about it, um, she was like, yeah, we didn't give you any of that. You just made it up. I was like, yeah, no, you sure didn't. <laughs> you didn't give me any of that. Um, and, you know, that kind of goes back to the world building. But I remember leaving that when I did that self-tape. And I was just like, you know what? I did my best. I did my best. I was me. Them niggas ain't told me what to do. So I figured out what the hell to do. And maybe it's right. Maybe it's wrong. Whatever. That's how I felt when I submitted it. And I wasn't even expecting I was not expecting it. I just wasn't. That's the way it always works. A lot of no's. I got so many no's at that point. I was like, man, fuck it. Mm -hmm. (sighs) But my manager, when I sent it to him, because you know, I admit, he was like, boom, that's it, bam, that's right, that's the girl I was talking about, that's the girl I saw on Instagram. 
like, whatever. Oh, leave me alone. I'm missing my friend's wedding. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Did she forgive you? Right. Oh, she I'm... was never upset. She was so, like, I have to say, like, I don't Probably all my friends, she's, like, the most chill freaking friend. And I, even when I, even when I didn't go, I didn't tell her the audition. I mean, I just said, hey, I got a project come up that I have to submit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, because I was also driving by myself, and I was, like, seven or eight hours. So I wouldn't have, has, I would not have slept and all of that. Mm-hmm. So it was like, uh, do I risk my life <laughs> to drive seven or eight hours? And she was like, no, you do what you have to do. Like, it's fine. Do not worry about it. And, I, of course, I felt terrible. But then when I booked it, my sister was like, I bet you don't feel bad now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was like, um, no, I don't. <laughs> That's dope. It all worked yeah. out. It did work out. It worked out, and she was she's a good friend, and like we're so friends. And like when it when it came out, like she didn't know what it was. So when it came out, I was like, "See, this is why I missed the wedding." She was like, "You better have missed my wedding for this. If you hadn't, I would be mad at you." That's so. funny. So you finally book it. You're on set. Tell me about your first moment on set for Insecure. Walk me through what was going on in your head and what they said um, up to action for your first take. Oh, God. I, that's a lot. That's um, a lot. That's a lot. But we going to miss some steps for sure. I would try and summarize. I will say this about, and I, I have said this um, to many people. I've been on a lot of different sets. This was the blackest set I've been on, and it was the most welcoming set I've been on. It mm-hmm. was just, like, so much love. And I, don't, I didn't see Issa until... I didn't see Issa until we were filming. Yeah, I didn't see her until we were filming, but until our first day of filming. Um, but, you know, like, we're all in. But, yeah, because she was shooting, like, all that morning. And I think we had a night. We came in at night. So the first person I saw in terms of the cast for our scene was Kyla. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember I walked into the hair and makeup trailer. I had my own trailer. I was like, hey, bitch, I got my own trailer. <laughs> I had my own trailer. Oh, but even before that, like, I had to come for, I had to come for fittings. Like, honestly, like, everybody, they were just so nice. So even, like, the costume team, like, they were just so sweet. I had to do props because I had a stunt scene. So I met, like, props. So that was, like, a day before we were actually shooting, or maybe two days before. Like, I was on set, like, you know, them fitting me for props and stuff like stuff like that. Everyone was, like, really nice. Like, they were just genuinely nice. Like, like it was no, you know, <laughs> it was none of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, joking and stuff like that. Um, and then and when I was actually on set to film, Kyla was the first person. And she said, hey, like, she knew me. She was like, hey. And I was like. First, because I didn't know who the other girls were. Mm-hmm. I knew there were other women, but I didn't know who they were. So and, when, I and just so everybody knows, you're talking about Kyla, Kyla Pratt. Kyla Pratt, yeah. Yep. So Kyla was the first person I saw, and she said, hey. She reached out to give me a hug, and I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the other woman, Michael, um, she's actually, what's so funny is though, she's actually from Atlanta and she went to, a a, a popular or well-known pri- uh, public school in Atlanta. Uh, she's like two years, was two years behind me, but so then we had that whole thing to talk about 
So literally, we were in the trailer like some cackling hens. Like, I think everybody was like, y'all know each other? We was like, nah, we don't know. We was just like, oh, my God, girl, wait, 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 oh, my God, wait. <laughs> like, you really would have thought we was like, like, best friends, knew each other, had done this before, just cackling so loud in the trailer. And I remember I asked somebody, I think it was Kim, um, she does makeup. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's amazing. And I think I asked her, I was like, is it always like this? And she was like, no, the other girl, she was like referring to like Yvonne and Amanda and Natasha. And she was like, no, usually when they come in, you know, it's like five o'clock in the morning. So it was quiet. Y'all the only ones that be this loud. I was like, really? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just remember it was cool. Then when we were filming, so then later, you know, we got transported or trans, 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 what is, I can't even think. We got moved. Yeah. And um, we were in our places and stuff, and Ethan came and just said, you know, we the first thing we did was the paint and sip scene. Yeah. And um, she was just hella cool. Like, she was quiet. She was very quiet. Michael knew the director because she knew her from Atlanta and uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, my God. <laughs> she knew her from Atlanta. So they had a relationship. And then Kyla, you know, everybody knows Kyla. Right. And I'm just like. Nobody knows me. I'm so quiet. Um, but I think the first thing Issa asked was, "Did any of y'all sing?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> she was just like trying to start a conversation, but she was cool. And right. then uh, Melina was there. She came over. Like we were doing the take. I think Melina thought she knew me from somewhere because then Issa started talking about that. So that was a conversation. Then somebody said, oh, you look like Essence Atkins. And then Issa was like, oh, my God, you do. She was like, that's why Melina thinks she knows you. Mm-hmm. But it was just, I mean, I have to say that it was just, it was nice. It was a great experience. When it was over, I was like, no, I'm so sad. And it wasn't over. Um, but it was, it was positive. It was positive. I did have... I think Prentice, who is the showrunner, mm-hmm. Prentice, I think when, because he wasn't there till like our last day or to the day before the, my last day because I had an extra day. And uh, um, he told me myself, say, what's funny? He's like, that was funny. And I was like, ah! <laughs> That's his old. And somebody else said that about my self tape. I can't remember who. Um, Do you have the self tape? Do you still have it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I still have it for sure. I, for a while, I was like going back to the self tape, like trying to like, see like what was it that popped because you know people always think okay you get that role that's it like you're a star right people are just calling your phone uh no nigga uh you still auditioning <laughs> yep. so i've been it, you know it's been a part of like my research like what what was it that i captured in that moment that i can recreate but i'm learning like you know i feel like acting is like you're always studying i mean at this point i have my bfa i have my mfa and i still and this is also probably the imposter syndrome but I'm still like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But I'm always studying. Like, I'm always trying to get better. I'm always trying to improve. I'm always trying to, like, fine-tune my technique. And people don't get that, like, auditioning is a whole other beast. Like, yeah. auditioning does not determine are you a good actor because it's one thing sitting in a room for six weeks with a director and a cast and mm-hmm. you guys are building, creating characters. That's a completely different animal from, okay, here it is, 16 pages, turn it in by tomorrow, go. Yep. You know, it's just, it's a different animal. So I'm always like trying to fine tune that process for myself. What are three points of wisdom that you learned from that booking and being on set 
that you'll carry with you for the rest of your career. So you have the self tape, you'll be able to look at what popped in that. What what else um, have you learned and will you carry with you from that? Well, I would say even in having that self tape during this quarantine, I would say something that I've been covered is that you can never recreate that moment. Mm-hmm. That was a moment in time and really if you want to go back and look at the self tape like wow look at that and now look where i am that's fine but don't look at it to get points on okay how do i what do i apply to my next self tape it's it's because you'll be like trying to recreate a moment and then it actually like stifles your instrument so i don't think that and i've only just like had that epiphany uh over these last like six months i guess but it's you know allow that moment to be that moment but i would say three three uh points of wisdom would be be your most freaking authentic self just you know now if you're an asshole you know <laughs> hey. but i mean but but let's be real characters are assholes right some like, characters are assholes yes they are. some characters are assholes so you know i'm not saying go cuss people out but i'm just saying in creating these characters and that's something i've struggled with especially when it's not written you know, Insecure, I, I knew Insecure before I got the audition for Insecure. So I knew the world of Insecure. Right. Um, like, you know, I and being on set kind of cemented for me, like, oh, I don't might not physically know these women, but I know these women. Right. You know, like, um, so that is a barrier removed in me, like, creating the world for the show. Mm-hmm. But in other things, like, it is important to know the world, and it may be different from a world that you know. But don't then feel like, oh, I have to, like, you know, like, transform myself into something else. Like, it's just, like, finding your place in that in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, finding the commonalities. Of, actually, hey, this is a, a, a whole ministry for life. You know, we kind of, if we focus on the commonalities and not the differences, like, it'll be a much easier process as a human being and in building a character. So I would say that that's a big long thing. Be your authentic self. Um, what else have I learned from that one booking? The one booking in my life. The one. Um, trust, trust. And as I say this, I know I'm not 100 percent doing it. I'm like 90 percent doing it. Maybe 89. Okay, 80 <laughs> percent. But um, trust the process. Trust, trust God. Mm. Trust God and trust the process. Um, you are not behind. <laughs> you are right on time. Yeah, I would say those are the three things. You are not behind. You are right on time. Trust God, trust the process, and be your authentic self. Love that. And what what do you what's next? I know like um, the acting journey is sometimes out of our hands in terms of like what's next. But I know you have like an Instagram live show or something like that what what are you currently working on or desire to work on next lord child what am i not working on well prior to quarantine i was an off-broadway chef <laughs> okay <laughs> um, that was a big thing we were actually in tech uh, we were about to go into tech literally the next day when they were like eh, broadway shut down dang and then so <laughs> we've been in a holding pattern for that which is a blessing that we're, we are still in a holding pattern mm-hmm. uh, but you know so much is going on in this eroding of America um, so who knows but in terms of things I control you know I am I'm writing I uh, finished my in quarantine I did finish my first pilot Dope. Um, now 
Now, look, she needs a rewrite, but I didn't <laughs> by myself. I'm proud of myself. So I wrote my first pilot. Um, I am working on a short, and my goal is to have that done by December 31st, 2021. And then, yes, I did start a show uh, interviewing uh, creatives um, just about, you know, how to encourage other creatives specifically black and brown creatives on like how to follow their dreams without losing their shit that's Mm -hmm. the name of it (laughs) um so that is something that i've been doing on ig and my goal in 2021 is to move that to to youtube um so that those can be like on camera interviews um maybe some of them be streaming but those are those are big things that i'm working on and i'm I'm also, you know, treating my body right, mental health, physical health, all of those it's important important things, especially, you know, oh Lord, child, this is a this is a time. Yeah, it is. Twenty twenty. Yeah. It's been yeah, a time. Yes, time. What uh what book have you gifted the most in the past year? <sighs> what book I have I gifted the most? <sighs> There is a book. Well, okay, so um, I, I don't, and I ended up gifting it to myself accidentally. Actually, Michael, one of the women who I did insecure with, she was like um, one of her gifts to her followers was like um, books to help improve people's like conversations around black lives and um the black experience so i thought she was asking for book ideas and so one of the books i suggested was um wb du bois is the souls of black folks mm-hmm. um, that book. <laughs> yeah and then she ended up sending it to me and i was like wait no i didn't i have this book oh <laughs> Um, so I, anyway i guess like i didn't mean to gift it to myself i meant to gift it to someone else but another book, sadly, I don't know, This I'm kind of embarrassed, but, like, that I was recommending to people, to some friends, was this hypnosis book on weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been working? Is it working? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't think any of them got it. And, um, I think, um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, yes, it has changed my conversation around food, especially like when I've been doing a lot of emotional eating. Oh, you couldn't tell that last night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it has. It's changed my psyche. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like uh, they're like, uh, she didn't really go like an answer. I could have just made up a book. I got does it help that I'm reading Children of Blood and Bone right now? Does that help? That's a dope book. They're making that into a movie. It is a dope book. Um, but I know. I heard. I heard. I heard. I heard. And it took me a while to get into it. But um, I'm, I'm into it now. Yeah. So that's something. That's dope. So what What are you... um? What do you... Let's see. What What are What are three shows that you're watching right now? Top Top three shows. We all got time in quarantine. What have you been catching up on? What do you What do you like? Like, in quarantine, I have said more yes to more projects, so I've had less time, and to the point where I was like, 
bro, you gotta chill. You gotta stop doing all this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, because I feel like basically quarantine's gonna end and everybody's gonna be like stretching and like, wow, I'm so refreshed. And I'm be like, nigga, uh, I'm tired as hell because I did all this. <laughs> um, but right now. I am watching, I'm in the middle of, um, I May Destroy You on HBO, mm-hmm. um, Breaking Bad. That show is dope. That's a good show. Yeah, it is. Like, the storytelling is really good. I'm so hesitant to watch the show because I have some opinions about things, mm-hmm. um, political things. But anyway, I had some things. I was like, <laughs> okay, every. Anyway, <laughs> let me not say that on here. But anyway, I had some issues. I ain't really want to watch. Mm-hmm. But it is good storytelling. Like, I have to be honest, it's some good storytelling. And then um, A Million Little Things. I've kind of gotten into it. Like, it's, you know, I've gotten into A Million Little Things. There's been some things, like, my, every time I watch shows like that, my husband, like, walks by, like, he, like, does an eye roll. Because he prefers, like, the grit of, like, Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um... I have found myself a couple times like, girl, oh no, Mm-mm, she can do that in my house. What? Mm-mm, what? Talking at and the then screen. Sometimes I'm, yeah, but and sometimes I'm like, wait, that's so cookie cutter. But then like I'm still into it, so whatever. I guess you know, sue me. I'm okay. into it. <laughs> I ask all my guests this. Um, what when you think of the word creative, who comes to mind for you and why? Word creative. Well, I thought a lot of people came to mind. Uh, initially, I thought me. Then I thought God. Then I thought Oprah. <laughs> okay, so those are your three. You got Oprah. Their powers combined. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am Captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that was seriously. Yeah, that was weird. But okay. I don't know. I don't know what my mind's association with those things are. That works. (laughs) Dope. So how can people connect with you, Instagram? How can they watch your show, um, your your interviewing show, and anything else that you're working on? Well, you can follow me on Instagram at E-M-A-N-A-R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E, Imana Rochelle. And there are old episodes of the show that are on um, my IG. And I'm also in the process of building my YouTube. So you can also follow me on YouTube because I, that's where I'm going to start streaming new episodes of the show. It's um, Imana Rochelle, E-M-A-N-A, space, R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E. There's also some old stand-up on there. You guys should go and just, just follow, honey. Just go follow. So you will be the first to get new content as I drop content. Um, and then I also do funny videos um, on my IG as well. A friend of a friend and I, we just, a friend and me? I don't know. A friend and I. Don't. Friend and I. Okay. Don't judge me, uh, English teachers. Um, <laughs> we just did a skit in reference to the election this week. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, so follow me on those two platforms, YouTube and Instagram and Imana Rochelle. If you just search my name, stuff will come up and you will get a whole plethora 
of funny things and behind the scenes conversations with industry creatives on how to follow your dreams without losing your shit. Monroe Show. Rehearsal report. Yep. Thanks. This has been fun. 